Welcome to Jyotish Conversations, a weekly series presented by Pujanet, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T, your Vedic resource on the web. Each week we feature a half-hour conversation with a leading practitioner of Jyotish, Vedic astrology. Our goal is to make this ancient knowledge interesting, understandable, and somewhat less mysterious. So here's this week's show, and thanks for listening. Well, good morning, Anne. How are you today? Just great, Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You know, I thought what we'd talk about today are the divisional charts in Jyotish, because that's a feature of Hindu astrology that is not so much a part of the Western tradition. And um, being a unique feature, um, I think there's an opportunity for us to explain some of of what makes... uh, Vedic astrology so powerful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're you're a fan. You use the divisional charts, right? Yeah, I use them all the time. Yeah, good. In fact, I've just learned something new, which I'll talk about about divisionals, which is a much bigger use of the drakana, which is oh, okay. usually just about children, but we're ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So let's, so go all, ahead. Why don't you start? Why don't you start by explaining to people, you know, what a divisional chart is? I mean, the principle involved, and then um, right. We, we of don't course, have to everybody go. has a birth chart. Right. And if you've got your exact time of birth, you've got a much more useful birth chart. <laughs> and that chart is well, they call it the Rashi or the Jama Rashi, and that's the the first chart that any astrologer will look at. Sometimes it's the only chart that you may be aware of. But that chart can be mathematically manipulated. And by using some importantly symbolic numbers, like three for siblings, the third house is related to siblings, Mm -hmm. the third divisional chart will relate to siblings. Mm -hmm. And I've had an interesting series of things going on, the Drekana is really kind of hot in my mind these days um, because of things going on with my siblings But so the first chart is the Rashi, I just call it the Rashi Okay. and then the second chart that is almost always used is a chart called the Navamsha now this is a ninth divisional chart it's interesting because in most astrological software it's described as the chart of the spouse or the chart of the marriage right. however heart to foe has a beautiful way of describing the difference between the rashi and the navamsha he says that the rashi chart is like the tree you can have a beautiful beautiful fruit tree or you could have a stunted ugly fruit tree mm-hmm. But the beautiful fruit treat will not always give sweet fruit. Sometimes it's the stunted ugly tree that gives the sweet fruit. The Navamsha gives you the fruit. And I had a really, to, to take a small detail here, I had a really interesting case of a mother with a son who had his son exalted in his Rashi chart. And he entered the sun period, the Dasha sequence, the period of his life that was ruled by the sun. And he went from being straight-A student, 
uh, football quarterback in his high school, most popular boy, king of the prom, blah, 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 to getting kicked out of several colleges, losing several jobs in a row. And they were all just beside themselves, not knowing what happened. Mm. But actually what happened, the tree, this wonderful, successful young young, young man, right. the fruit was in his Navamsha chart where the sun was debilitated. So he had an exalted chart in his Rashi, Rashi. in his main birth chart. But <clears throat> in the Navamsha, it was very Debil- weak in, was in, very in debilitation. Weak. right? And again, we, we did remedies, and I'm sure she contacted you or somebody. But she did things, and she mostly liked to buy things so she she did pujas and within six months he got a job where he started getting promotions good and it's just it just shifted his life immediately immediately for the better so it's it's that's one thing that you can see what does it look like looks really good what's it feel like what's it act like what's the fruit of this beautiful tree Mm, needs some support here so that's the Navamsha. Now the other so so thing, so let me just let me just for our listeners that may not be quite up on on, on Jyotish, let me just summarize that. What we're saying is that um, it's not enough to look at the birth chart and say, "Oh, isn't this wonderful?" My oh, you uh, just the sun Dasha. Yeah. You're going to be so successful now because you've yeah. got this exalted sun. Or Oops. or actually, the converse is true too. What yes. if a person has a debilitated planet in the birth chart? But then, let's say, to flip this over, it's exalted in the Navamsha. It will tend to act more like the exalted planet than it would the debilitated planet because it yes. has that inner strength. But it's always the surprise win in that case where yes. nobody expects things to turn out that well for this person, but wow, they did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good, good. So that's part of the Navamsha story. The other part of the Navamsha story is, of course, it does relate to the spouse and the marriage and marital prospects. So when anybody has a question on those ends, that would be the divisional chart to examine closely. Now, the third use of the Navamsha, I've heard some astrologers, um, I believe it's Sanjay's group, Sanjay Roth, okay. Sanjay Roth's group feel that the Navamsha is actually the more powerful chart in the second half of life. Hmm, interesting, okay. So I I haven't gotten into the habit of using it that way, but I have that in the back of my mind and look at that when I'm speaking to people who are my age. Right. And that's that's a third use of it. Navamsha is not the only divisional chart available to us. There's a divisional chart for your career or successes in life. Mm-hmm. There's a divisional chart for your children. There's a divisional chart that talks about your parents. There's a divisional chart that talks about the Shadashamsha. It's they call it destiny, but they also call they say it rules vehicles in your home. Mm-hmm. So right. There's and then there's the Drekana that I've mentioned several times, which one of Kay and Rao's students done a recent um, research on. In a more 
a less used technique of Indian astrology, there are points of importance applied to each of the charts. Okay. And they were looking at these points and saying, well, if the Navamsha is given five points, the next highest is the Drekana, which has okay. four points. So why don't we? Why are we only using it for siblings? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the Drekana has a lot to do with a person's success and happiness, in addition to siblings. Mm-hmm. And in the period that I'm in right now, my Drekana has been very active, Saturnized. Mm-hmm. I have been through an inordinate amount of stress with a um, job I've taken on simultaneously one brother is getting a divorce and the other brother just had back surgery oh my so we can see all three of those reflected in the Drekana chart so when you use these charts you start off by looking at usually the Rashi chart in Western practice, usually a client comes to you with an issue that's troubling them. Many Indian clients will come and say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I want you to tell me the story of my life and how many children will I have and will my wife have a good job and will she contribute to our income and, and basically the factual outline. Mm. We talked about culture once before. I find that most Westerners may be curious about that, but it doesn't mean a lot to them because it's kind of like telling, I I talk about that kind of future prediction as telling a starving man he's going to get a feast in six months. It's kind of irrelevant to where I am right now. (laughs) Right, right. So there's a cultural difference in what... um, most of my experience with Western clients and Indian clients expect and want. Mm -hmm. And I've developed more in the Western line, although if they warn me ahead of time, I can do it the other way. It's just a different way of examining the chart. But so, say the client comes and they've got an issue. They've got an issue. They're concerned about their children. So the first thing I would do is look at the Rashi chart, the basic birth chart with the ascendant showing the horizon of the earth at the moment of your birth. Okay. Assuming the time is right. Then it's also, I would look at the fifth house from the ascendant because the fifth house is the house of children. Mm. And then I would look at the planet that is the ruler of the sign of the fifth house. So I would see is this planet healthy, strong? Are there difficult transits affecting it? What's the Dasha sequence right now? All of these questions. Then I turn around and do it again from the Rashi, from the position of the moon. Mm -hmm. What's the fifth house from the moon? What's the planet ruling the fifth house from the moon? And then again from the Rashi, I do it from the sun. Now, if you have an exact birth time, and as much as our dear teacher Mark tried to teach me rectification, Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable with it, so I will (laughs) send somebody to another person if they want their chart rectified. But if the birth time is not strong, the divisional charts need to be weighed a little bit more from the moon and the sun because we said that this is a mathematical breakdown. Mm 
and right. the sign that the ascendant falls in in this multiple number of division charts can be completely wrong if the birth time is wrong. So from there, from the Navamsha, I'll usually test it from the ascendant that the birth chart calculates for the Navamsha. But when we get down to Dashamsha and some of the other charts, there's actually a chart that breaks every 30 seconds. <laughs> the ascendant will fall in a different sign. And that chart can be a fabulous tool in working with twin births. Oh, sure, right. Because you can get quite different things. In fact, I, there was one uh, client who came to me who was... Uh, she was a brilliant physical therapist, just brilliant. Mm -hmm. And she just had such an instinctive understanding as well as all the techniques. And she had a brother, a twin brother. And she she kind of carried almost a survivor's guilt because her brother never got his life off the ground, just never really got it going. And they were born four minutes apart. And we could see the difference so clearly in the Shodashamsha, mm. which is the the one sixtieth division mm-hmm. of the birth chart. We could see the difference and, and in a way it was nice to say, you know, this you don't have anything to feel guilty about. Of course we know that anyway. But she was carrying the responsibility. Her chart said he was different. And then we ran his chart too. Mm-hmm. And it said the same thing. It said his sister was going to really be successful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So it's all karma. <laughs> yeah, it's all karma. And they were linked together, and they were linked together in the way they were born to be linked together. Right. So. Well, so the so the, the divisional charts, um, to, to state this again, because it becomes very important, uh, rely on a certain degree of accuracy of... Yeah. Of birth time, and and some of them are more sensitive uh, than others. But um, what it does is it allows you to use the birth chart to get a general picture, and then use the divisional charts to look and to see something uh, something more specific right. within a particular area of life. Yeah, it's really useful because when you see a theme repeated. In, when you see it only in the birth chart, and it doesn't repeat in our example of children, it doesn't repeat in the Saptamsha chart, which is the chart of your children, then we don't have a problem or perhaps we don't have a solution offered by the chart. Mm-hmm. When you get a theme that repeats, and it repeats from the sun and the moon and the ascendant, in the Rashi chart, in the Navamsha chart, in the divisional chart specific to the subject at hand. Mm-hmm. This is what we would call fixed karma. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's very important to be able to see the differences. In Bill Gates's chart, Mark had a wonderful class where we looked at Bill Gates's chart, and no matter how you looked at this man's chart and how many divisional charts you used, he had... Dana yoga, which is the money yoga, right. after Dana yoga, after Dana yoga, after Dana yoga. I mean, sometimes you and I will get a Dana yoga, maybe two, but if we look at it from the sun, they all go away. Right, right, right. <laughs> or we look right. at it from another chart, they go away. 
or they're only useful in the six-year period of a planet that we ran when we were three years old. <laughs> right. So in his, every single planet supported wealth. So no matter what period of life he goes through, that always is there because they're all involved in these wealth-giving combinations, whether you look at it from the career chart or his birth chart, from the sun, the moon, or the ascendant. So that's that's a really important thing. And I think I, um, I mentioned la- another time of a client who had some very dangerous combinations of planets transiting in the sky affecting children that were the same planets of the Dasha sequence she was running. And this repeated in the Rashi Navamsha and in the Saptamsha for a very specific and small period of time. And that was where we know we had some fixed karma. Now, going back to our discussion previously of remedies, can you change fixed karma? No. But you can change the results of it. You can change... The, the karma was her daughter was going to have an accident. What was changeable was would she be injured. Sure. So there, there is where the divisional charts can really help you get specific with something and point you to remedies that can make something better. Mm-hmm. And, and it is amazing to look at fixed karma... I, I don't have children, and there was a time in my life before I studied Jyotish where I really wanted to have children, and I was trying to have children. And the minute I looked at my Indian chart with a little bit of knowledge, I said, okay, <laughs> find something else to do with your life. <laughs> because no matter how you looked at the chart, it was denied, 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 denied. It's fixed karma. Not going to happen. Right. And it's fine. I can do all sorts of nice Jupiter things. I can do all sorts of nice Mercury things and make my life feel very good and fulfilled Mm -hmm. and rich internally. But children is not part of it. (laughs) Not not children from my body. Well, so there's that's the that would be the Saptamsha chart. Yeah. And one of the things that I enjoy doing um, is when I'm talking to someone um, <clears throat> looking at the Saptamsha chart because in the fifth house, if the fifth house of the Saptamsha chart is healthy, well, then a person's likely to have a child. And uh, then from that fifth house in the Saptamsha, if you count three more signs, um, that would be the second child, the younger sibling, and what's very interesting is if you find a planet uh, like the Sun or like Rahu or Ketu or Saturn there, chances are that there would be no child, no sibling. Yeah. But say you have the Moon or you have Venus. Well, well, that looks good. And then you count three more. And do you have good planets or bad planets? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's very interesting to watch this, watch this progression, uh, watch this happen. Um, and it, it, it tends to be fairly accurate. I'm, I'm, I'm not, although there are many astrologers who are good at this, who can look at the divisional chart for children and say, ah, well, your first child will be male and then it'll be female and then, you know, give a sense of time. Um, 
Mr. Rao, the very first time I met him, looked at my chart and within, I mean, literally 30 seconds, he says, oh, you know, you have four children, um, you have one child, and then there's a long gap, and then you have three more in relatively close succession, and you have two boys and two girls. And I was just, I mean, to this day, I still don't know how he got all that so quickly. So it can be really, really impressive. The other thing is, as this is my theme, um, you know, astrology gives us a clear-eyed view into what's possible in our life. Uh Um, And, you know, sometimes it's not what we want to hear. But it can give you a way, as as you've just finished explaining, of coming to grips with it and saying, well, you know, okay, fine. That's not going to be a part of my life, so let me choose something else. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say that it is very rare to have a chart that denies children as thoroughly as mine does. <laughs> <laughs> or that gives, or that gives wealth as 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 much as, as Bill as Bill Gates, as Bill Gates says. These you, ab- these fixed karmas are not very common. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And 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 also, um, it, it's worth particularly if you look at Bill Gates' chart, the Rashi chart. It's not that exceptional. You, you don't look at that and go, "Oh my God, this is the richest person in the world." Right, right. It, that doesn't happen. You've got to look at it from all the divisional charts. You've got to look at it from the sun and the moon as well. Yep. And the strength yep. of the planets. So, And that's another thing that happens with the divisional charts. If you have a planet that's placed in the same sign in the Rashi chart and the Navamsha chart, that gives it additional strength. And there, you, when you count all the charts, you can look through and say, oh, this planet is, you know, debilit- it's, it's exalted here in the Rashi, but it's debilitated in four of these other charts. Yeah. Or it's debilitated once, but it's in its own sign or a friend sign or exalted. It gives you an overall view of how the planet's going to perform. It's a very much more complex and time-consuming way of looking at a chart. But it is important when you start dealing with a big issue that's in front of you at any given moment you need to take into consideration how the planet will perform for you. Right, right, definitely, definitely. It's its, its ability to get its job done, and if it's strong everywhere it goes, it's great. If it's strong a couple places and weak every place else, then you've got a lot more strategizing to do to make things work for you. <laughs> well, but it's information, you know, and information it always is. helps. It always is. Helps. Yeah. Knowledge yeah. is power. Sure, definitely, definitely. Well, can you think of any other interesting uh, tidbits of information um, with regard to uh, little techniques with the uh, divisional charts? <laughs> I see I've well, put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah just blank. Um, well, we were talking about looking at uh, difficult planets. I've noticed, in again, and we're talking about children and having children, I've noticed that Mars associated with children hmm? particularly when you're looking at somebody who is about to have a child or who is looking at, you're looking at the first child, the second child, the third child. In Western cultures, I find that Mars in the house of the child in question often indicates some hemorrhaging during birth. Interesting. And I've actually had a number of predictions gone very well with that where 
expectant mothers were concerned about the birth, and, and I could see, well, yeah, there's likely to be additional bleeding, but the outcome looks very good. Mm-hmm, right. And one woman in particular said, as they ran into a problem with her 11-pound baby. Oh, my God. Yes. She, and she started hemorrhaging. She said, okay, Anne told me this might happen, and it's all going to work out. So I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, and that's, that's the essence of, of the power. Yeah. Of, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not to scare you that there's going to be bleeding. It's to let you know if this happens, it's still going to be okay in this case. Right. Right, right. Do you use the Hora chart, the the, no, the second I divisional? Don't. I don't. Do you? No. Okay. But that so so there we go. That there you know our audience has now heard the impetus for us to learn a little something and do a show. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> it has to do. It has to do with. It has to do. I think with an overall sense of wealth and success in life, and all of the planets end up in. Um, you know, a sign of the moon or a sign of the sun. It's very simple. I know some people, you know, absolutely swear by it and say it's a great thing. Um, I just am curious because personally I don't use it. And I suppose that also makes the point that astrology is a a field where there is so much to know and you don't have to know everything in order to find the subject useful. I remember when I first started reading charts... I thought I needed to apply to every reading, every technique I learned. <laughs> and it didn't take me too long to realize that that was absolutely impossible. And you have to appeal to, to the Jyotrividya and say, show me what I need to do. And, and I think, that actually, you, you raise a very, very good point that... that you know, Jyotish is, in a sense, an intellectual science. I mean, there are rules... Yeah. They're mathematical calculations. And then there's the mysterious side where it's just in a flash of insight, you see something in a chart. And I think any every astrologer has had that experience, and that's the, you know. Or something, something just says, look at all the divisional charts for the strength of this planet, which is not sure. something I do every single time. Right. But, and it's not something that looking at a Rashi would... Tell you to do or not to do, but it's it's. I think basically it's a trust in the universe. I remember studying. I think it was one of Hart's workshops where I had a dream about the Jyotri Vidya, which was a powerful impact. I'm not going to go into the details, mm-hmm. but it powerfully impacted me, and it made me feel. Um, protected, um, supported and protected in my work mm-hmm. that I had unseen help and whether that's true in, a, in an objective sense or not it certainly made me feel good I think that's great and I, I, I think that you know, people who distrust astrology oftentimes say well you know it's not a, it's not a science after all and I, I think that's a good thing <laughs> well I compare astrology to people, you know, what do you do? Oh, astrology. Oh, what's that? I compare it to allopathic medicine, Mm -hmm. where 
a person may go to med school for years and years and learn all sorts of diagnostic techniques, but once they've been in the field for 20, 30 years, they're going to see one man walking in and saying his foot hurts and say diabetes just by the way the guy carries himself, his body build. Another guy will walk in and they'll say gout. Again, just there are subtle signs that nobody ever told them. But over and over again, medicine is not purely a science. It's an art and a science. Right, right, of course. And the art of diagnosis and prescription, at least as it used to be practiced, is quite as mysterious as Jyotish. Mm-hmm. We, we all learn a set of rules, and then our instinct kicks in and says, look again at this one. <laughs> right, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly right, exactly right. So the Drekana, the Drekana, according to um, Colonel A.K. Gore, mm-hmm. is a very, very important divisional chart. And it can be used to, to um, indicate basic issues of success and happiness. And I say this with such surprise because... Generally, we look at the Navamsha as the only chart that has personal use other than its given name, mm-hmm. marriage, spouse. We look at the Navamsha for our own life. Right. But this new research is indicating that the Drekana is a very good indicator for our own life patterns in a number of ways. And I've been starting to look at that for people and seeing if, gee, if I'm not seeing the frustration that I'm hearing because clients don't usually come to the, you when they're really happy and everything's going great. Right. They usually come when there's a problem they'd like to solve or understand or figure out what their life is about or the big questions, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I get big questions and I don't see answers in the Rashi and Navamsha, I've started looking at the Drekana and it gives a whole new insight. It's almost an idiosyncratic type of happiness not not the logical happiness right it's but i feel pretty good about this you know i mm-hmm. broke my leg and i can't do this and that but i, I feel pretty good about this the direct that <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know um or you know everything's going perfect why am i so unhappy the direct may show that so that's kind of an interesting thing that's great good well that's it for this week Thank you, Anne.